So last year, if you remember, we had a class about why we eat matzah on Pesach. And at the very end of that class, I touched upon this um, question, which we're going to talk about today, um, which is about um, the propriety of, well, I guess the, the, the status, let's say, of eating matzah during the whole Pesach. Everyone knows it's a mitzvah to eat matzah on the first night or in Chutzlaris on the first two nights during the Seder, you have to have, there's a minimum requirement of how much you have to eat and, and, and what time span you have to eat it, etc., etc. I'm sure we're all familiar. What about the rest of the, the week of Pesach? Is there value to eating matzah or is the idea just don't eat chametz, but there's no need to eat matzah? Um, I did touch upon it last year, but obviously there's a lot more to say. Um, <coughs> In general, in Pesach, we say, <coughs> In the Haggadah, we say that even if we, um, if we all know, uh, we know the story very well, it's still a mitzvah to reiterate and to repeat it. And so sometimes Pesach, the, the Halacha Shirim also <laughs> repeat things. And re- there's, always, there's always room for more, for more depth. Um, for those who are familiar with Al Rebbe Shulchan Aruch, which... They actually just published the first part of Hilchas Pesach in English. Um, but the Alter Rebbe Shulchan and Hilchas Pesach is known in the Olam HaYeshivas, in the Yeshivish world across the spectrum of Chesidish, Litvish, Labavitch. The Alter Rebbe Shulchan and Hilchas Pesach is known to be a specific masterpiece and how every word is uh, is Meduyuk and based on a very careful reading of all the Gemaras and Rishonim on the Sugya. And so there's always a lot of very interesting um, material to talk about in Pesach. So, let's start with the Gemara. Gemara says, there's a puzzle, because um, I had intended to prepare a source sheet, but try and bear with me to at least remember the psukim that we're going to be talking about. Pasuk says, Sheishas yomim teichal for six days you shall eat matzis, and on the seventh day, and the seventh day it is a tzeres, means a yomtiv basically. The seventh day is a yomtiv for Hashem. So for the first six days we eat matzahs, and the seventh day, Shri Shal Pesach, is a yomtiv. Of course, again, in the diaspora it's the seventh and the eighth day, but right, the seventh day is a yomtiv. Now, this is a postage in Pashas Re'eh in Deuteronomy, um, where it, which is actually the, what we laid on the last day of Pesach. Um, but the mitzvah of not having chametz and the mitzvah of eating matzah for seven days on the first night, all of those things are already um, elaborate, enumerated very explicitly in Parshish <coughs> Boy, in Exodus, Danny helping me, Exodus chapter um, no, 14 maybe? I was going to say 12, whatever, yeah? I was going to make I up think 14. So, so but, but, but as we know, in Deuteronomy many things are repeated. So this is another pasuk. For six days you shall eat matzahs, and for the seventh day, on the seventh day is a yomtiv. Now, of course, the, uh, uh, this pasuk uh, at face value is a little bit strange because, first of all, the first day of Pesach is also a yomtiv. So six days and then yom, it's, it's yomtiv, then five days, then yomtiv. Um, that's first of all. Second of all, you have to eat matzah on the seventh day too. It's on six days you eat matzah, on the seventh day it's Yom Tov. You have to eat matzah on the last day too. So, um, the Gemara says, Ma'ashvi Rishus, this is the Gemara in Pesachim Dav Kufchof Ahmed Aleph. Ma'ashvi Rishus, Av Sheishas Yom Rishus. 
the Pasuk is teaching us that just like on the seventh day, it's only optional whether it's, it's optional to eat matzah, because the Pasuk doesn't say it. In other words, we know that you can't have chametz on the seventh day. That's explicit in Pasha's voice. And, but it doesn't say that you have to have matzah. It says the seventh day, it's a yom tov. It doesn't say you have to have matzah. So just like the seventh day is, is optional, the rest <coughs> of the six days are also optional. My timer. Have a dovish or hoi bichlal the yotzum in a klal lamid, oil lamid alatsum yotzum, el lamid alatlal kula yotzum. So before davening, we say Rabbi Yishmael, Emer, and Shachris, and we enumerate the 13 principles by which the Torah is expounded. Um, one of the principles is this one Dovish or hoi something which was in one item which was already included in a category. And the Torah. Um, the Torah um, singles it out to say something about that. So in this context, the seventh day was in the category of the whole Pesach, that you're not allowed to have chametz on the se- for the seven days. We've said that already in Exodus. And now the Torah singles it out and says, the seventh day is a Yom Tif. And that has this connotation that the seventh day you don't have to eat matzah, because it says for six days you eat matzah, and on the seventh day you... It's a yamtif, so there's a connotation of it's a yamtif, but you don't have to eat matzah. You can eat chametz, but you don't have to eat matzah. Right? Um, so the principle is, and this is one of the 13 principles that we say every morning, that that then is to be applied to the rest of the category as well. So if I've told you that the seventh day of Pesach, it's only optional to eat matzah, so now I go and I say, okay, I'm going to apply that to the whole Pesach and say that for the entirety of Pesach, it's optional whether or not you eat matzah. So now you may have um, said, oh, one second, well, if it's optional to eat matzah the whole Pesach, maybe it's optional on the first night too. And I don't need to eat matzah during the Seder either, either if I don't want to. So therefore I have another Pasuk in Parshas Boy which tells me that when I eat the Karb Pesach, I have to eat it together with matzah and more. Is it this because we're assuming that... Oh, hold on, hold on. Sev- hold, hold on one second. So... So the, so, so the whole Pesach matzah is optional. On the first night, when I eat the carbon Pesach, then I have to eat matzah. So then the Gemara says, hold on, that would only be at the time when I have the Pesach Mikdash, and I'm bringing the carbon Pesach. But if you're not bringing the carbon Pesach, so then maybe it's only optional to have matzah at the Seder. So then the Gemara brings a third Pesach that says, Be'erav to matzah, thou shalt eat matzahs in the evening, which is referring to that first evening of Pesach. And therefore we know that you have to um, have matzah on the first night. So this Gemara is the conclusive halacha, and this is brought by the Rambam, and the Mechilta, and Rashi, and Chumash, and in Tor, and Shulchan Aruch, and all the Pesach can bring this Gemara, the bottom line is that the first night, when the Chutzlar, it's the first two nights, it's obligatory to have matzah, of course, for men and women, etc. The rest of Pesach, it's optional. There's no mitzvah to eat matzah the rest of Pesach. Yes. Now, this is, this is, there's an assumption that the seven, that, that day seven is similar to the rest of the day. So if it was true of the day seven, you're not chayiv in, in, um, in eating matzah, then the same would apply to every other day. Yeah, because the, pe- the Pasuk sounds like it's saying that there's something different. Yeah, but I know already from Pasha's boy that Shvi is part of the seven. Because right. it says, right. Right. So The Pasuk of Pasha's boy already teach me that, pe- that the seventh day is part of the category of the seven days. 
of the cloud. Right, so there's no good reason why it would just be the seven. Right, that's the double shot Okay. Why, um, why extension of first of first holiday going in uh, in the Polish going to the Holomoid? Why shouldn't it be not eight days but nine days? Two holidays, then six days in the last two days. Because it's like even ten days. Whatever. Because um, because the the idea of the of uh, of the extra day in the diaspora is that if we don't know when if in the times when they oh, I, I, I got it so 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 there's a mitzvah to have matzah how could it, how could you push it off to later there's a mitzvah to have which day do you want to move up the second seder has to be on the second night of pesach i agree but why, why it should cut in kalamoyed why we should uh, how else where else should, that's the next day kalamoyed you mean we should still have five days before homoyed yes correct but you can because shri ah. pesach is on the 21st of nisan you can't push off shri pesach to the 22nd of nisan why not? What do you mean, why not? Because the Torah says to do it on the 21st. Why can't you push it off to, to November? I mean, well, but if you uh, <laughs> add it back because of Golas another day here in the last day. But you're not adding so another day. You're just not sure what today is. Is today the 15th or is today the 16th? Is today the 21st or today the 20th, 20th? But there's no doubt if the 21st happens on the 25th. There's only one day off. Okay. Um... I'm going to read to you this halacha as the Alter Rebbe says it in Hilchas Pesach, and um, time permitting, we will return to discuss some of the details I'm on record now. of this. Um, <laughs> this is Russia. Everything you say is being recorded. There's no obligation to eat matzah only on the first night. As the Pasuk says, in the evening you shall eat matzahs. And of course, that's the Pasuk which the Gemara brings at the end, which connotes that you have to eat matzah in the evening, even in absence of a carbon Pesach. The rest of the nights and the days. Um, and again, every word over here, I don't know how much time we're going to have, but I'm, every single word here is, has meaning. It doesn't say the rest of the days. It says the rest of the nights and the days. Al Rebbe is coming to, me, to preempt the question, which... We'll see if we have time to explain. The rest of the Pesach, nights and days of Pesach, one is only um, uh, forbidden from eating chametz. If you want to have bread that has water in it, you are um, you are um, instructed to make sure that it doesn't become chametz. Rather, you should bake it while it is matzah before it has risen, before it has leavened. Right? Rather, a rather long-winded way of saying don't eat chametz. <laughs> Concerning this, the Torah, there's a mitzvah in the Torah. For seven days you shall eat matzah. That's the pasuk that the Gemara starts with. Meaning to say, meaning to say, no chametz. If a person doesn't want to eat any bread that has water in it, um, a person wants to only have other foods, he is permissible to do so. And if that wasn't long-winded enough for you, the next time the Alter Rebbe says in this halacha, um, towards the end, that the mitzvah is only, when he sort of summarizes again, that the mitzvah is only 
there's no mitzvah to have matzah, only not to eat chametz. He doesn't just say not to eat chametz. He says al darach shenisbari, like I just explained to you before in those ten five lines. So mm-hmm. this clearly it's very obvious that the Alter Rebbe is getting at something here with his long-winded way of saying. And I hope that by the end of the class today we will have some clarity as to what the Alter Rebbe is trying to convey to us. Um, How do we deal with the obligation of wash, washing and having a meal? And very good question. That's the next word in Al-Tareb Shukhanach. So Al-Tareb asks, um, what are you going to do with the fact that every Yom Tif and Shabbos, there is a mitzvah to have a meal with bread? So how could you say that the Torah is telling you that it's only optional to have matzah the rest of Pesach? Because um, the last days are Yom Tif. Well, the first days are Yom Tif by day. Right. The last oh, right, day, right, the last right. day by night and day is Yom Tiv, and usually there's going to be a Shabbos somewhere in the middle too. Right? right. This year there isn't, but usually there is. And, and would you also say Cholamoid, uh, since it uh, has a somewhat of a mo- okay. more mo- than a Cholamoid? There's no Chiyuv to have There's no Chiyuv Suda on Yom Tiv. People don't know you could have a Suda. But, and, well, actually, <laughs> that it's not going to come up over here because. We s- there's no chi of suda on, on, on Cholamoid. There's no obligation to have a meal on Cholamoid. <coughs> However, we'll see soon that perhaps, or at least d- definitely according to some opinions, there is a mitzvah to have matzah on Cholamoid Pesach. So automatically you would have to have a meal on Pesach. And there are, going to Sukkot, there are those who say, by almost by the same token, that there is uh, a mitzvah to have a meal with bread in the Sukkah every day of Sukkot. So it's not sort of... If you want to get lamdish over here, it's not under the genre of meal on chalamayid. It's under the genre of eat in the sukkah. But right. technically, it comes out that there would be eat value. In the sukkah, therefore, and if you just well, you have to eat in the sukkah, so therefore you have to have a meal because no, so, right. Uh, but but yeah, then you're and there's a juxtaposition between sukkahs and pesach, and that's yes, and there is no chalamayid purim. So so, so it's, it's not as if it's more more. It says that you have actually wine and chalamayid. No. Sorry? Seven days it actually has yeah, so the rest of wine. Yeah, so, so you I'm have for wine and wine. I mentioned this. Make a I mentioned suda. this every day, the o- every year. The only chiyuv, there's no chiyuv to eat meat. The only chiyuv is for, for at least men over the age of bar mitzvah. Every single day of yom tif, and chalamayid, pesach and sukkah, to have a revius of wine every day. Right, um, but you have wine and and then you eat another no wine. Vodka. It will be established uh, suda. No, 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 what? no. <laughs> that, that doesn't work. For it's a suda for kiddush from Makom Suda. It's not a suda from uh, from Hamaitzi. Ah, okay. For, for you could stay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. So, so, so Shalom is asking this question. One second. How could you say matzah? The rest of Pesach is optional. Um, the Chayyim, you have a mitzvah to have suda's yamtiv. So, what do you think the answer is? They're different halachas. They're different uh, mitzvahs. There's okay. overlap. Okay, there's overlap. So you can't, but you, you can't implicate the whole yamtiv just because uh, you cannot. Yeah, but this would throw into question the whole premise of the Gemara, because the whole premise of the Gemara is that we have this thing that we've singled out, mm-hmm. and therefore it comes to the rest of it. But what have we singled out? We've singled out Yom Tif. On Yom Tif oh, you have to eat. Right. right? Is that the Oh, so the, the answer that Al-Tarebbe mm-hmm. says here is that even though you have to have a Suda the rest of the, on, on Yom Tif, you could have that Suda without having Matzah, because you could have Matzah Ashira. You could have Matzah that was made with um, with with uh, with other ingredients like egg matzo, juice matzo, whatever. Now, even though the Ashkenazi custom is today that we don't make matzah shira, we don't eat matzah shira on Pesach, etc., etc., but at least, on bibli- strictly speaking, on a biblical level, you could fulfill your obligation to have a suda on Shvishal Pesach with matzah that's not 
doesn't count as matzah as far as the obligation of eating matzah per se is concerned, and that's the that the that's the maskana that the, that's the answer that the Alter says over here. However, Reb Shalom is right that this the question of whether or not the mitzvah of Sukkot Shabbos is the rice of darbon the mitzvah to have a suda on Shabbos is it a biblical mitzvah or a rabbinic mitzvah? It's a machloikas, and the Alter discusses it numerous times in Shulchan Aruch and El Shabbos and El in a number of places. The bottom line is that the Alter Rebbe passes it to Rabbanon. So the answer that the Alter says here is in order to explain this Gemara, even according to those opinions that the mitzvah is the, to have a suda on Shabbos and Yom Tif, is the Raisa. But Lamaisa, we pass in that the mitzvah to have a suda on Shabbos and Yom Tif is only the Rabbanon anyway. So therefore, what do you mean? the Torah is saying that it's optional to have matzah. Then the Chachamim come and make it a Kona that you have to have a meal, but that doesn't in and of itself pose a difficulty. Okay, so the story so far, it would seem to be very clear that matzah, the rest of Pesach, is optional. So what's the big deal? What are we, what, what's there to talk about? Um, I think that's what we passed it to. Um, well, that's how we passed it. I'll show you the Alter Rebbe. There, so, there are so what's the Gemara that you could fast on Sunyam Tovim, right? Except for Shavuos. Yeah, but if you fast, if that's your Yoinig, but if, you, if, if, if that's not your Yoinig, then you may have to have a Suda. No, but, I'm saying, but if there's such an option, it has to be that it's Darabana, no? No. How would it be? Because how, how could we allow you to fast if it's a Tainus Cholom, because that, you have Oinig, usually Oinig is... I'm not even talking about Tainus Cholom. There's, there, there's, except for Shavuos, okay, so then there's the, a Gemara that says that... So then those Shittas with all the Estra, the Estra yeah. Bonan. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, of course, yeah. No, no, no. Right, right. Um, I think that's the in the Gemara, but... Okay, so, so if you have your side, let's say, and people listen on your side, let's say, example, on first day of uh, Pesach, so you will override positive commandment to eat matzah, matzah with your tainis? No, the tainis... The only one they said it was a tainis chalom, right? A yard site. Tainis chalom is only by day, anyway. On the second day of Pesach is Haman's yard site, by the way. What do you suggest? What? <laughs> <laughs> it says in that by the second, by the it says in Shochanaruch that on the second day of Pesach, you should have an extra dish at the meal to commemorate the party of Esther, the Mishnah Yeah, that was on the second day of Pesach. Um, we had in London all of us So he had he had yard site on the first day of Pesach. So that developed into this minhag that he made a, m- a minion in his house on Pesach for all the Tzvillas. And he lived at least 25 minute walk from, 20 minute walk from the closest Chabad minion. And Pesach has a lot of guests in town who like, will wake up late. So it worked out well. So there was somebody who used to come there every year and say Kaddish on the second day of Pesach. And he said, it's Haman's yard site. Anyway. So <laughs> the forecast, we have to the <laughs> Right. All right. <laughs> now, okay. Strap up for some more biblical exegesis over here. <laughs> the Mechilta says, the Mechilta says like this. 
The Pasuk says in Parshish Boiber, Rishain on the first month, on the 14th day of the month in the evening, you shall eat matzahs. Thou sh- thy sh- plural, yeah? Until the 21st day in the evening, right? From the end, from, from Moitsoi, yeah, from the night after the 14th until the night after the 21st, you have to eat matzah. Says the Mechil Tamat what is this Pasuk teaching me? The Pasuk says you should eat matzahs for seven days. I only know that you have to eat matzah during the day. How do you know that you have to eat matzahs during the nights? Therefore the Torah says, no, from the 14th till the 21st. What If you say seven days, then you might say days and not nights. But if it's from the 14th till the 21st, so then it's... Um, uh, the, then it's... Um, if you just want some interesting trivia, the Rebbe's opinion is famous about if somebody crosses the dateline during the Sefer Soemer, that that it's a Shavuos is goes by your personal count, and therefore if you cross from the uh, west to the east, you end up keeping Shavuos a day early later than everybody else, and if you cross from the east to the west, you keep Shavuos a day earlier than everybody else. So when the Rebbe originally started discussing this, the Rebbe questioned if somebody would cross the dateline on Chalamoyed, would he have to keep the seventh day of Pesach a day earlier or later, because it's day seven. Um, but then the Rebbe said that you don't, because because uh, there the Pasuk says explicitly until the 21st of the month. So... The, the, what what number day it is depends on where if you've crossed the dateline or not. But what day of the month it is doesn't mm. depend on you. So, so anyway, that was the Rebbe spoke about this possibly. Anyway, I think Rebbe's in Shuzman. So, kids in Australia used to go Cholamayd after instead of the first days. So then she would have to shavuos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so. So what does this mean that the pasuk is? T- one pasuk tells us that you don't have to eat matzah the rest of the the the, the, the whole, uh, that it's optional to eat matzah the whole pesach, but here we have another pasuk which the mechilt is telling me that means that you have to eat matzah the whole time, the days and the nights, including the twenty-first and, day. Right. right. So 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 what's going on over here? So Rashi brings us in Chumash and the Mefarshi Rashi are very uh, bothered by this. Many try to suggest that actually this has to be understood as not being the mitzvah of eating matzah for the nights and the days, but rather the prohibition against eating chametz. However, the Chazkuni, um, the Chazkuni says that from here we see, and he talks about those mitzvahs which are, you could call it a mitzvah kiyumis or a mitzvah chiyuvis. There's various in the, in the Olam Yeshivas, there's all different ways to say this. The words of the Chizkuni are that there are things which you get reward if you do them, and you get punished if you don't do them. And then there are things which you get reward if you do them, but you don't get punished if you don't do them. So, um, on the first night of Pesach, so so so, he, so basically, what the Chizkuni says, and the Chasam say one of the one of the Paskim, one of the very the Chizkuni, it's important to differentiate that the Chizkuni is a commentary on Chumash, um, and Pshutei Shal Mikra and Halacha are two distinct areas of Torah study, and um, 
I don't want to say never the twain shall meet, but they, they do, do not ra- run, they're not parallel to each other. So there's many times where you'll have commentaries, even Rashi, but for sure other commentaries, the Ben Ezra, the Chaskuni, the Rashbam, and many other commentaries on Chumash, who will say something which, which goes against, explicitly contradicts Gemaris and Halacha, and it doesn't matter because there's Pshat, there's one way of understanding Chumash and Pshat, which is one. Pardus, that's one of right? That's one of the um, parts of Torah that we have to do, uh, study. And then there's halacha, and they don't always overlap. So the fact that the Choskuni says this in Chumash is a nice word, but what's more of, of more weight <coughs> is when the poskim, when the halachic authorities quote this Choskuni. One of the most prominent poskim, who throughout his Chedusha Manshas and his Truvis in numerous places. Um, discusses this idea and is in quite strong favor of 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 the Chaskuni is the Chasam Soifer, very prominent Pesach. Um And there's Chuvas, there's Roshas, there's Chedushim, there's many form of the Chasam Soifer, and he is uh, very strongly in favor of this Chaskuni. And what he says is that when we said that it's optional to eat matzah the rest of Pesach, we didn't actually mean optional. We just meant that it's not as strict, it's not, it's not the same as the first night. And in the words of the Chizkuni, we'll see, the words of the Chizkuni is, it's, on the first night, there's an obligation. You have to eat matzah. The rest of the, of, of the Pesach, if you eat matzah, you're doing a mitzvah. You don't have to do it. You don't have to, um, the example that's always given, and we'll see sooner whether or not it's an appropriate example is, you don't have to put four, you, don't put, you don't have to wear a four-cornered garment. If you wear a four-cornered garment, you have to put scissors on it, right? So, you don't have to eat matzah. If you eat matzah, you're doing a mitzvah. That's basically the way the Chaskuni um, synthesizes between these two contradicting um, teachings, from <coughs> the Chilta and the Gemara and Psachim, that there is a mitzvah. Is it applicable chazaka in, in this occasion? For example, I know that a lot of people in the uh, Sephardim they don't wear tzitzis. Let's say uh, uh, they, a shabbos they wearing, but they're not because they not don't have four corners. And uh, the question: If he start wearing this and he wear, wear it like three times or four times, it becoming for him obligatory. So yes, um, in fact, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. If I'm not mistaken, Moshe Feinstein argues that nowadays it's obligatory for people to wear tzitzis because it's 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 become a widespread minhag that um, that, uh, that 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 that's uh, that that's binding, like it's binding not to have kidney or some pesach for Ashkenazim, etc. Um, the, the 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 and even specifically with regard to tzitzis. Um, the Gemara says that Eden Nisra, at a time of, of anger, Hashem will punish even for not wearing tzitzis, even though there's no real obligation not to wear tzitzis. Which, again, I, I'm hoping to come back to to see how or if that applies to eating matzah the rest of Pesach. My father worked with um, yekis that wouldn't wear a yarmulke because that was that actually was not their minhag to wear a yarmulke. Right. Maybe when they went out, they were they wore yeah, something yeah. on their head, but not Dominic. indoors. Yeah, yeah. So, but they all wore tzitzis. Right. Yeah. Okay. Now, another another pointer over here is the Balamoir. The Balamoir is one of the Rishonim, the commentaries on the Rif, the Razor, Reb Zerachi Halevi, who lived in Spain, I believe. Um, and he asks a question. He says, on Sukkot, every time you go into the Sukkot throughout Yom Tif, if you're, if you're eating a meal, whatever it is, 
you make a bracha. Now we know that in the first night, when the diaspora, on the first two nights of Sukkot, there's an obligation to have a kazayis of bread in the Sukkah. The rest of Sukkot, if you um, if you choose um, only to have chocolate, then you don't need to have um, then you don't need to have thing. Now the problem is on Pesach, some people don't eat chocolate. No, just kidding. But um, so, so why is it that on Sukkot every time you go and have a, a, a meal in the Sukkah, even though you don't have to have a meal? You do have, but you have, if you choose to have a meal, you make a bracha, Asher Kedushalom and Metzoyesu Vetzivanu Leishev Basukah. But on Pesach, we don't find that every time you have matzah, you should say Asher Kedushalom and Metzoyesu Vetzivanu Alachilas Matzah. When you have matzah at the Seder, you make a bracha. But and during the rest of Pesach, you don't make such a bracha. So the Razor answers like this. He says, Sukkot, you're, you're right that it's optional. You don't really have to have a meal. But practically speaking, it's impossible to go the whole sukkahs without doing an activity that re- requires a sukkah because you have to sleep. Uh, you can't go for a whole week without sleeping. And you have to sleep in the sukkah. And I'm not going to get into the discussion of sleeping in the sukkah now. But the halacha is that you have to sleep in the sukkah. So if you ha- and so, so you have to sleep. So it's impossible to go the whole sukkahs without reverting. So yes, theoretically it's optional, but practically speaking, it's it, it's mandatory, right? You have to sleep, and you have to sleep in the sukkah. So therefore, they made the bracha leishim basukkah, right? But on Pesach, you could very reasonably go the whole Pesach without having matzah. You could just have chocolate. So in fact, I know some people who do that. So so um, so uh, he uh, he sa- he the, the, the Raza doesn't say chocolate. He says oiras v'doichad, but that wouldn't work because that's kidneyous. So anyway, <laughs> so, <laughs> so 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 therefore that's why you don't say achilas That's why the you're saying li- the bracha leishav when you're eating bread. No, because the reason you sleep in it the whole no the reason why they were masakin to say a bracha every time you fulfill the mitzvah is because it's such a type of mitzvah which. At least, pract- technically, it's not, but practically, it's obligatory to do sometimes, th- numerous times throughout. So, so therefore, they were masakin to make a bracha every time. Whereas in Pesach, because it's not obligatory, because you could get away the whole Pesach without eating matzah, so therefore they weren't masakin to make a bracha in that case. But the but be, you, masakin meaning because of sleep. Yeah, but therefore they were masakin it and think. Practically speaking, most people don't say leishem sukkah and sleeping, because the halacha is that if you eat in the sukkah, in the, if you eat, if you're eating and sleeping in the same sukkah, then you make leishem sukkah on the sleeping on the eating, and that patterns the sleeping. But if you would go to sleep, if you would have like some people, like it says in Shulchan Aruch, and some people here in Chicago have this, they have a separate sukkah by their bedroom for sleeping on the porch. There's a house in Francisco mm. that has it. Yeah. So then you would make a bracha just on going to sleep in the sukkah. Anyway, that's for Sukkot, not Pesach. So, so, um, so, um, huh. so, the, so, so, that's the Raza. That's what the Raza says. So, the Mepharshim are very bothered by this. What do you mean? Why don't you say a bracha? There's no, there's no mitzvah to eat matzah the whole Pesach. On Sukkot it says clearly, you have to dwell in the Sukkot for seven days. On Pesach it says Shivas Yom but we've explained that it doesn't actually mean you have to eat matzah for seven days. So this Raza is another very important source along with the Chazkuni. And again, the Raza is, it's not, we don't pass like that in Shulchan Aruch, but the Raza is not a commentary on Chumash. The Raza is a halachic um, author, right? And he says that he, from his question, whatever you make of his answer, and other, other Mepharshim have other answers to his question, that there's differences between Sukkot and Pesach, whatever. But the question in and of itself is indicate, indicative of the fact that he understood that there is some fulfillment of a mitzvah by eating matzah the whole Pesach, and that's why he says, well, if there's a mitzvah, then why don't you make a bracha on it? 
So despite the Gemara saying that having matzah and Pesach is optional, the Razor understands that optional is relative. Okay. Um, there's numerous other sources which have this indication. I'll just read you one more which I found interesting. The Rekeach. The Rekeach says, based on this Pasuk, he says, the Pasuk says, Shivas Yomim Shivas Yomim Seven days you should eat matzah. It doesn't say you should have you should eat matzahs on seven days or in seven seven days you shall eat matzah. It's almost as if you're eating the seven days. The the the, the phrase the the, the words are telling you. So he says like this. The Rekeach says it's inter- it sounds like a medrash, but this is the Rekeach talking. Somebody who eats matzah appropriately for seven days, it's as if he has become a partner to Hakadosh Baruch Hu in creation, and that's what it means that. You're eating the matzahs and you're eating the seven days. You're becoming part of the seven days of creation. Usually we talk about six days of creation, but seven days. Okay. How it works is, is again, uh, you you eat the matzah, which is good for, for all, and we're doing this, but you don't send brocha. So how it's without brocha? Well, there are numerous, uh, again, the, the, the sugya of when, wh- when we say a bracha and don't say a bracha, there's numerous rules, actually, of Chaim Kenyeski has a whole say, a very interesting sefer about this, but um, there's numerous, there's, there's many mitzvahs which are biblical mitzvahs that we do that we don't say a bracha. You don't say a bracha, for example, on giving tzedakah. You don't say a bracha on kibbutz um, there's, there's many mitzvahs that are biblical mitzvahs that, you, that, that you're fulfilling a mitzvah, but you don't say a bracha. But we never uh, say a bracha and tzedakah. Regardless, uh, what's uh, but here we saying on particular day Thursday brocha, second yeah. brocha, mm-hmm. and then you not saying brocha. Right. right. Good. So that's so the question. The difference. Yes, Very that's good. the question of the Raza. And like I said, I thought the Raza has one answer. Other mafarshim have. There's numerous other answers. We could have a whole class mm-hmm. of why we don't say a brocha on matzah. There's numerous answers to that question. I'm sorry that we. <laughs> <laughs> everyone will leave at ten o'clock. <laughs> right. Okay. One more. Um, so now there's another question. Those of you who have ever davened in another shul, other than the, uh, the, well, even if you daven in Beis Menachem, you'll know that some people wear tefillin on Chalamoyed and some people don't. So um, this didn't just start. This is a machlekus roshenim. Machlekus roshenim. Do you wear do you wear tefillin on Chalamoyed or not? What's the discu- what's the question about? And again, we're not going to go through the whole sugi now, but just very briefly, the question is: Well, why don't you wear tefillin on Shabbos? So. Um, <coughs> the tefillin are an ois, the tefillin are an expression of the covenant, a symbol of the covenant between ourselves and Hashem. Shabbos in and of itself, ois he, we say, v'sham ruvne Yisrael, ois he, yeah, Shabbos is an ois, an, an, a sign of the covenant between ourselves and Hashem. So on Shabbos we don't need to wear tefillin because we're already, because we have the covenant of Shabbos. In fact, there was one of the Shilas that came up in America in the 20s, where there were people who were from people, but unfortunately they, 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 they weren't able, they didn't, they didn't stand up to the Nisoyen, and they, I mean, there was Pekoch Nefesh perhaps, whatever the case is, but people who worked on Shabbos, um, and the question was, well, if they're not keeping Shabbos, do they have to wear tefillin? So uh, that, right? Uh. So, now, so <laughs> why do, so now, so, so the question becomes... That's just what, mean. What? That's just mean. <laughs> <laughs> they themselves were the ones who asked the question. Along, uh, uh, yeah. no, the long... The said when the Rebbe came to... Ramosha wrote about this. The Rebbe came to the Rebbe. The Rebbe was telling him how... He got a, the Rebbe got a letter from Russia. Somebody who was working in Russia on Shabbos. 
and there it was even more extreme because there the guy was going to work, but he wasn't. He was man. He had managed to, oh, yeah. to how do you call it? To somehow strategize that he wasn't actually violating Shabbos. He was going to work, and he got out of doing anything, but he was still going to work. So he asked the rabbi, is he allowed to have wine? Because wine is not mavushal. I don't imagine they had mavushal wine. They probably made it in their basements. Yeah, is he allowed to have his own wine? Because even though he knows he's Shomer Shabbos, but everybody else thinks he's not Shomer Shabbos. So is he allowed to have his wine? Um, so the Sadiqari Rebbe asked the Rebbe what the Rebbe thought. Yeah. Rabbi Moshe has this whole trivia about it also, because Moshe was talking about the people in America then. Anyway, but the, the, the Sadiqari Rebbe asked the Rebbe what he passed, and the Rebbe didn't answer him. Um, but re- recently I heard the end of the story was that the Rebbe... No, the Rebbe told the Sadiqari Rebbe that it's not relevant anymore or something. And basically, like two weeks later, the guy got a per- permission to leave Russia or something. I don't remember the details, but of course, a different, uh, different Russian. They was under the uh, threat of imprisonment, and they have to work. It's it's not it's, so. What they did, they didn't do something on this day. But yeah, the rabbi, the rabbi, here the is the under economical The point that the rebel was trying to make was to, to speak about the, the, the godless, the virtue of the Russian Jews who have such strong, mysterious nefesh that he's most nefesh not to work on Shabbos. And he's still worried that maybe I can't yeah. have my own wife because that's what the rebel was trying to say. Anyway, let's get back to the point ahead. What's the din? So the question. The <laughs> what? What's the din? Is missing the point. Right, that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so. Question, okay, so that's on Shabbos. We don't want to fill it on Shabbos because Shabbos is the ice. What about Yom Tev and specifically Cholomoyed? That's the question. Cholomoyed is Machlekes. So, those who say that you do wear it on Cholomoyed, they all say that the, the reason you don't wear it on Yom Tev is because Yom Tev is awesome by Melacha. You're not allowed to do Melacha on Yom Tev. That's the ice. Cholomoyed is mutter at least in some malachas, if it's uh, Dover Hovid or whatever it is. There are certain cases where, I mean, you're basically we're, we're allowed to do, you know, you're not allowed to go to work if you don't have to, but Chalamoy doesn't have the same strictness of malacha as um, Yom Tif, and therefore um, there's, the, the, there's no ice, and that's why you have to wear tefillin on Chalamoy. That's that opinion. What's the opinion that you don't wear tefillin, which is, of course, the Hasidic custom and the Chabad custom? Uh, do you wear tefillin on Chalamoy? And you're Italian, so. Many people in the Ashkenazim. Yeah, the Ashkenazim. The Ashkenazim and, for, by and large, Ashkenaz, in Eretz Yisrael, no one wears Tzillin and because the Minig of the Besfardim is prevalent over there, and even the Ashkenazim in Eretz Yisrael do like the Minig of the Besfardim. In Chutzlar, it's basically Ashkenazim do, more or less, and Sfardim and Chassidim don't. Many Ashkenazi people don't because their family origins are Hasidic, so even though they're not Hasidic in their life, and they daven in Yeshur or whatever, but their ancestors may have been Hasidic, and that's how they got the Hasidic custom not to wear it for the um, I just got from my father not to wear it. But, uh, right, so, so what would be the ice of Cholomoyed? What would be the ice of Cholomoyed? No. So, you could say that the ice of Cholomoyed is... That, that you're not allowed to have chametz, or that you have to eat in the sukkah. Right? But some Rishonim say that the ois of Cholomoyed is that there's a mitzvah of matzah. So from those Rishonim, it's again further implicit that there is a mitzvah, at least somewhat of a mitzvah, to eat matzah on Cholomoyed Pesach. Oh, because the, the ois on Shabbos is refraining from malacha? Let's say. Let's oh, say. Zohar, zohar, zohar. It could also be Kiddush, or... Yeah. You know. 
Uh-huh. So this could also be that the osa is refraining from from chametz, or it could be eating matzah. Right. It's also interesting to point out that Reb Shimon, one of the opinions, the Pnei Yeshua argues that Reb Shimon and the Gemara and Rashim Psachim, he holds that it is a mitzvah to have um, matzah on Pesach uh, every day, which is interesting because in the Zohar, which uh, the Zohar writes very strongly that how it's very it's, it's strictly forbidden to wear tefillin on Cholamayit, and Reb Shimon ben Yechai in the Zohar could follow his own opinion in the Gemara that it's mitzvah to have matzah the whole Pesach. Anyway, but the the word v'shamer, by the way, is that is that the os is, is v'shamer. I mean, it's uh, it's refraining from malacha, right? That's what it seems yeah. to be in that yeah. paragraph. Uh, okay, that's that's uh, okay. It's already nine forty-five, so I want to try and sort of lead towards the the, 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 the climax over here, the bottom line. So another uh, out there in the world, famously the other the, the shita where you'll always say, oh yeah, it's a mitzvah to have pes- matzah every day, is the gra. The Vilnagoyen in the and it's quoted by the Mishnah Buru in Hilchas Pesach, the Vilnagoyen held that it's a mitzvah to have matzah every day of Pesach. Again, I don't have time to go through all the things, but basically, this, if, you, if you boil it down, sorry? I think the gra wore twilim during Cholomite. That's probably true. Um, the, 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 there's basically three ways to understand the status of this mitzvah because at the end of the day the Gemara says it's optional. So how d- if, if we if we say that there is some sort of mitzvah over here, there's actually sorry four. There's four ways to understand what this mitzvah is. The first way is to say that it's like a mitzvah sasecha has mangrama for women, just like a woman. A woman's not obligated to hear shofar, but because it's a time-bound positive mitzvah. But if she chooses to hear shofar, then she gets a mitzvah for it. And according to the Ashkenazi, pa, pa, uh, according to, 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 to the Rabbi Tam and to Ben Ishchai, even for some Sephardim, yeah, she can even make a bracha. Because even though Hashem didn't actually command her to, to, to hear shofar, but He commanded us to hear shofar, and she is also part of us, and there's some sort of fulfillment of a mitzvah um, by her hearing shofar on Rosh Hashanah. So, some would say that that's the same idea. That's what we say. Um, on the first night of Pesach, it's obligatory. You must have matzah. But the rest of Pesach, it's a mitzvah. If you choose to do it, it's a mitzvah. But you don't actually have to um, have to do it. Um, the second approach, which seems to be the approach of the Vulnagoyan and others, is that, no, you have to do it. But it's like the certain things that we say, for example, Tfilas Arvis Rishus. Myriv is optional. Now, it doesn't actually mean that Myriv is optional. Myriv is mandatory. But compared to other mitzvahs, in relation to other mitzvahs, sort of, you know, there's a spectrum. In relation to other mitzvahs, we might consider it optional. Um, So... So, so there is this. There is precedence. Let's not get too carried away with this. There is precedence to this idea where something is called rishus in comparison to something else, but we don't actually mean it's optional. We just mean it's not as um, strictly binding, shall we say, as as other as as other as as as, as other mitzvahs. Those are the two most simplest approaches to it. And then there's another two approaches which are a little bit more lumdish and complicated and um, fascinating. And um, bear with me over here. And hopefully we'll have time to talk a little bit about what Chassidus has to say about this. Um, so the Avdei Nezer, 
The Avni Nezer, he elaborates on this, and Avni Nezer has also a very interesting, a number of interesting approaches to matzah in general, because he holds, also based on the Gemara and Avri Psachim and Brachas, that, uh, that on the night of Pesach, you know, there's a mitzvah to have a kazayas of matzah. The Avni Nezer holds that the more, it's not like, so some mitzvahs, once you've done them, you've done them. You, you've shaken the lulav, that's it. You don't get more mitzvah by shaking more lulav, right? So the normative approach to matzah is the same. Once you've had the kazayas matzah, you've done the mitzvah. The Avni Nezer holds, no, that the, on the night of so the Seder, the more matzah you eat, the more mitzvah it is. Um, so, but similarly, the Avni Nezer says that this is also, this is also, um, this is also that the, the, the whole mit- Pesach. There's also a mitzvah to eat matzah. But what's the, how do you understand the mitzvah? He says no. You don't have to eat matzah. You can eat whatever you want. You can eat fruit, vegetables, fish, meat, chocolate, whatever you want. If you want to have bread, so then you have to eat a type of bread that could be come chametz and didn't. So when we talk about matzah shiro in America, we call it egg matzahs. But matzah shiro means matzah that has <coughs> other ingredients besides water. Water and flour. So there's two. There's really two types of matzah shira. One, one matzah shira is where it's flour and, let's say, eggs and nothing else. And that the halacha is that you could leave it for days on end and it won't become chametz. Whatever will happen to it is not really halachically considered fermenting. It's not chametz. <coughs> then you have a th- second type of matzah shira, which is, let's say, flour and eggs and water. And there, the halach is that it becomes chametz even faster than regular matzah. Regular, regular dough that just has flour and water will become chametz in, say, 24 minutes, 18 minutes, whatever it is. If it has flour, water, and fruit juice in it, or eggs, or whatever, then it's going to become chametz even faster. Says the Avni Nezer, the mitzvah to have matzah, the rest of Pesach, is contingent upon your, will to ha- your wish to have bread. If you want to have bread, then don't have bread that can't become chametz, like, like egg matzah, which is just flour and eggs. Have bread that can, can become chametz and didn't. Have bread that has flour, water, and, um, and, and eggs, or just flour water, and water, it, and, and, and it's not, not chametz. Hmm. And I know this sounds a bit convoluted, and but based it on this, fits the Gemara and the lumdus in the pasuk very well. Yes, that's true. And yes, because it's lechem oini. That's not the uh, chiyuv. But based this, this lumdus of the Avni Nezer, there's numerous difficulties in the whole sugya. I mean, just for example, for the fact that uh, the minhag is not to have matzah, not the mitzvah is not the minhag is not to bake matzah shira on Pesach. Now, nowadays, the minhag is not to have matzah shira at all. But the Avnezer, again, the Avnezer, numerous difficulties in the whole sugya of, of matzah be, are addressed by this mahalach of the Avnezer. That the mitzvah is, if you want to eat bread, have bread that can become chametz, but didn't. that is the mitzvah. Um, What I was saying is that if it says for six days you eat matzah, right, and the Gemara says that just means not eating chametz, so how could anybody say otherwise that it's a mitzvah to eat matzah and not just a chiyuv not to eat chametz? The Avni Nezer's explanation 
that works very well, even with the Gemara. Because not eating chametz and eating matzah is is how how the Avnei learns the mitzvah of eating. Exactly. At the end of the day is, one of the things that we have to understand on a very basic level, are we getting carried away with all these lambdas or things? There's a pasuk that says you have to eat matzah for six days. You have to eat matzah for seven days. What does that pasuk mean? So it's all good that the Gemara says, well, it means this and yeah. But what's the pasuk telling us? There's a mitzvah. What's the pasuk telling us to do? So you can't sort of promote the pasuk to a position of, in, of, of irrelevance. There has to be some sort of the Pasuk's telling you something, what's the Pasuk telling you? So the Avni Nezer comes up with this Mahalach, and this is how the Avni Nezer addresses numerous difficulties in the, in, in the Sugya. Now, the Alter Rebbe, so some, some people try to learn the Alter Rebbe, here, I'll, I'll give you an example. What matzah do you eat the whole Pesach? Right? So, for the Seder night, you have to have matzah shmura. Shmura matzah. Shmura matzah means that it was guarded already from the time of Ketzirah, it was kept and guarded by Jews, not, not just making sure it doesn't get wet, but making sure it doesn't get wet with the specific kavana that I'm doing this, right? Now, what about the rest of Pesach? What do you read the rest of Pesach? So many people, so for example, what, what, what's one of the practical differences, yeah? Machine, one of the problems with machine matzah, there's a lot of discussion about machine matzah. One of the problems with machine matzah is, well, can machine matzahs be l'shei matzah's mitzvah? Because it's a machine. So some people say, well, the person pressing the button, button activating the machine should have in mind that he's activating the machine, the Shemat's mitzvah. But that's questionable. Does that, uh, uh, the she- usually the normative approach would, have, would be that uh, in order for something to be done with a specific intent, it has to be done by humans. It can't be done by a robot. Right? So that's the whole, con- it's not the whole it's a big part of the controversy about machine matzahs versus hand matzahs is that. Now many people will have machine ma- hand matzahs for the Seder, but the rest of Pesach They'll have machine matzahs because the rest of Pesach there's no mitzvah to have matzah. The rest of Pesach the mitzvah is to not have chametz. There's no mitzvah of lishma. However, in Shulchan Aruch it brings a shita that the whole is a mitzvah. The whole Pesach to have only matzahs that were made l'shem matzah and l'shem mitzvah. The matzahs that were made with the intent for a mitzvah. Which mitzvah? Not the mitzvah to eat matzah on the night of Pesach. Because what's the, well, why would I eat matzah on the third day of Pesach, which were made for the, <coughs> with intent to eat it on the first night? That's not the point. So the, the, the second thing is to have it l'shem matzahs, in, to, to eat matzahs which was made in, to fulfill the mitzvah, to matzahs, matzahs, to eat matzah for seven days. Right? What's the mitzvah to have matzah for seven days? It's only a mitzvah so, to eat chameh. Right, and that's our minig. The Chabad minig is, yeah, we only have handmade matzah the whole Pesach. Why? Because we want all of our matzah that we eat, the whole Pesach, to be made l'shei matzah's mitzvah. What's the mitzvah? So the Avdenezer will tell you that the mitzvah is that if you want to eat matzah, it has to be, if you want to eat bread, it has to be matzah. Right? That is, so this is a practical minag. We all do this, or many of us do this. We're makbid. We spend a lot of money that the whole Pesach, we don't have machine matzah, we only have hand matzah. Right? In order to fulfill this shitta, that the whole matzah Pesach, you have to have and I'll tell you even more. This is an idea that occurred to me yesterday when I was sitting on the couch next to Harry. Um, the Chabad, again, this is not an official Chabad minhag, but this is how we have seen um, Hasidim uh, behaving. Now, with the exception of Achron Shal Pesach, we don't have anything with the matzah, maybe salt, but we don't have anything, in the, even, right, no, we're very mak, but not to have wet matzah, matzah gabrox, right? So we don't have... Uh, we don't have knedlach, for example. 
But what about avocado, for example? Avocado, there's no water. You can get a dry knife and a dry fork. You make yourself an avocado mi- mix. It's not gabrox. Why don't we have matzah with avocado? Right? And many people do. There's no, there's no, in Sefer Menhagim, nowhere in any of the Chabad literature does it say that you shouldn't have matzah with avocado. Right? Or scrambled eggs, for example. If you, hard-boiled eggs have water in it. Yeah, because it's cooked. But scrambled eggs, uh, if you make sure the pa- everything is dry, there's no water. Right? So, so why not? So it occurred to me and I'm sort of a little bit jumping the gun because I didn't say yet what this has to say about this whole topic, but it occurred to me that perhaps one of the reasons is that because we want to be Mekayim, the mitzvah, the mitzvah, this mitzvah of having matzah the whole Pesach, yeah, so, which, again, you see the al says there's no such mitzvah, but we'll see soon, but, but, but so, so we know that when you like on the night of the Seder when you have the Kazayas Matzah, you can have it together with other things, because the Gemara says Mara would be mevatel ta matzah. You could only have the matzah in your mouth. So you could. So if you, when you're having matzah on cholamayit pesach, so you could just be having matzah because you're hungry. That's fine. But you could also use the opportunity to fulfill this mm. mitzvah, at least according to those shittas, that when I'm eating matzah, I'm making a mitzvah. So in order to make sure that when we're eating matzah the whole pesach, we're fulfilling the mitzvah of matzah according to those opinions that there is such a mitzvah, we're marked with to have it plain with no other foods. It's a thought that occurred to me yesterday. It still requires further development. But it could be that that is the reason for the mitzvah. I'm not paskening in any way, shape, or... The Kairach the Gemara talks about. No, that's the Gemara talks about. The reason why Kairach works... That's precisely, the, you've proven my point. The reason, two things. The whole reason of Kairach is because the lettuce that we have with the Kairach is also a mitzvah. If you have something else, that's also a mitzvah. It's not a thing. Why do we have why do we have matzah mara and then kairach? Why don't we just have kairach? Because there's a machlokes whether one, the mitzvah of mara, which is the rabbanon, and the mitzvah of matzah, which is the rice, can go together or not, mm-hmm. right? But that's because mara is a mitzvah. If it's not a mitzvah, like avocado, which is not a mitzvah, so then it would be mavatul that matzah. Now you, the truth is that you're right. There are shittas who say that it's only mara because mara is sharp, so that's mavatul ta matzah. But if it would be roy, for example, if you have avocado and you have a thick layer of avocado and it's roy, then it for sure would be mavatul. But there's no question that what I'm saying is not halacha. There's no halacha that uh, Pesach we go. The uh, Pesach is known to, the, to be the time that we go extreme and chumras. So in order to explain, hey, what, hold on, hold on. Or that, what, let me finish. <laughs> what I'm saying is that often there are very strange minhagim on Pesach, or in the rest of the year round too. But on Pesach, there's many strange minhagim, which we don't know. We do this because that's what my parents did, and that's what my grandparents did. And then, you know, sometimes you figure out, hey, maybe this minhag was because of this, right? So. Uh, if you want to argue with me halachically, I could give you all the arguments. It's only martyrs, mevatel, it's not a... There's numerous arguments. I'm just suggesting that it's possible that some Hasidim had this super-duper extra-strict um, adherence to only have plain matzah with nothing else in order to not mix any mundane food together with the food of a mitzvah in, in, in accordance with those opinions that there is a, a fulfillment of a mitzvah um, thing. It's already 10 o'clock, so... What do you say in the uh, w- w- <laughs> It's I'm saying that some people have a hakbada mm-hmm. not to have matzah with anything. Oh, oh, oh. Whatever, any type of mix, that's what they have a hakbada. So what you, if there you're eating matzah in, matza in one hand no. and something in another hand, no. or are you making sandwich? Nothing. No mix. There are some people who do that. Are you one of those people? I don't care. Contradicting flavors. You have to I'm have saying the flavor there, of there are some people who don't that's have matzah mm-hmm. with anything else. I'm explaining perhaps why those people would wow. do that. That's all. Hmm? Okay. So it's not, then it's not the bread. Why? Why? Because uh, 
Brad is supposed to be eating with Brad is supposed to be eating with Samson usually. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not Brad, so it goes out of category of Brad. Okay, I know how, I know how you think. <laughs> 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 I understood right away what he meant. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, Peanut butter. Now. I, okay. I would not go there. Maybe this is a because of time. Thanks. Okay, I, I have to, it's 10 o'clock. I have to finish. Um, let me just... Um, okay, let's, let's just, let me just finish off like saying this. It would seem to me that there's a letter from the Rebbe about somebody tried to suggest this, that the Rebbe also holds some sort of mitzvah because... Because otherwise, what's the mitzvah of having Shmurim out to the whole Pesach? But the Rebbe, the Rebbe negates it based on the halacha of the Dalt Rebbe that I read to you before. The Rebbe says, no, the Dalt Rebbe holds no mitzvah whatsoever. However, what it, it does seem, Rabbi Ashkenazi suggests this, that the Dalt Rebbe holds like the Avni Nezer, but with a different twist. The Avni Nezer says that if you want to eat bread, then you have to eat it um, with, then you have to eat bread that's not chametz. The Alter Rebbe holds a little bit different. The mitzvah is that if you want to bake bread, you have to bake bread that's not chametz. It's not a mitzvah about what you eat, it's a mitzvah about what you bake. Mm-hmm. Right? If you want to bake bread on Pesach, you have to bake bread that's no... That's how you fulfill the mitzvah. Now, is there... Now, we said before, like tzitzis. Tzitzis is not a mitzvah that you have to do. But if you do it, then you get a, then, then you get a mitzvah. So, there's many mitzvahs like that. So are you supposed to try to do it or not? Now, tzitzis, obviously, you are supposed to try to do. But there's other mitzvahs which you're not supposed to try to do. There's a mitzvah to shecht. Um, there's a mitzvah... Right? We don't find anyone saying, oh, well, I want to go and find an animal to shecht to fulfill the mitzvah of shechting. If you want to eat an animal, then you have to shecht it. Right? Um, we've spoken in this class before about shiluah hakam. Is there... Is, is there <coughs> I think you were here. Do we want to... Is shiluah hakam, if you find the mother bird on the nest, that you have to send it away? Or am I supposed to go out of my way to find the nest to look for a bird? Right? Etc. Etc. So what about this mitzvah? So it would appear that there is no... Especially the way the Alter Rebbe says it, that... If you want to bake bread on Pesach, um, then you then you don't uh, then then you have to bake bread that's not chametz. Nowadays the minhag is not to bake bread on Pesach. The matzah bakeries are all closed on Pesach. They finish all their baking before Pesach, right? So um, so so clearly this would be like a mitzvah like shechita that there's no mitzvah to go out of your way to do it. Now I I, I must finish off, and you have to bear with me for another two minutes. Um, we spoke before about Tfilis Arvis Roshos, and when I walked in, you were learning about this Maimer. And Libby Oimerly, I have a feeling that one of the reasons why the Rebbe was like very uncomfortable with somebody suggesting that the Alter Rebbe holds that it's a chiyuf to have matzah, or that there's a mitzvah to have matzah, the whole Pesach is, because in Chassidus, everything is a little bit topsy-turvy, and when some, we say something is optional, we like that better. Because optional means that it's even more connected to Hashem, right? Because it's like, when is it... When are you a better husband? When your wife asks you to take out the garbage or when you remember to take it out without her asking you, right? Mm-hmm. So, for example, it says, there's a medrash that says, mitzvahs petelos la'osid lovi, that when Mashiach comes, there'll be no more mitzvahs. So the rabbi says, what do you mean there'll be no more mitzvahs? One of the principles of faith is that the, that the, mitzvah, that the mitzvah Torah never changes. How can you say when Mashiach comes, there'll be no more mitzvahs? So the rabbi says, no. When Mashiach comes, we'll be so in tune with God that we won't need him to tell me to put on tefillin. I'll be so in tune with him that I'll, I'll automatically know that I have to put on filling. It'll be, it'll, be, it'll be instinctive, just like I know that when I cross the street and there's a car coming, I better run out of the way. I'll wake up in the morning, my, 
You know, <laughs> I have to. <laughs> I, I, Everybody I, looked well, at you, yeah. Most <laughs> <laughs> if you see the car, <laughs> right? So, <coughs> in Chassidus, in, 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 in many Maimorim of the Alter Rebbe, the Samach Tzedek, in Chassidus, it comes up numerous times, and I, I feel a little bit, uh, I would like to have had more time to elaborate on this last point, but there is this concept about eating matzah the whole of Pesach that. It is, it's that dafka because it's rishu specifically because it's optional. That's why it's even more has a sublime than the matzah that we eat on the seder night, and um, therefore the bottom line, as far as chesidus is concerned, um, is there a mitzvah to have matzah the whole pesach? Absolutely not, because we want it to be voluntary, and when we do it voluntary, <laughs> then it's even better. Um, it works that way. All right. We okay. Well, we want it to be not a